When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is James Campion, the author of Shout It Out Loud, the story of Kiss's Destroyer and the making of an American icon. And you are listening to my buddies Tom and Zeus and the Shout It Out Loud cast. Rock on, boys. Oh, boy. Here we go. This is James Simmons. Put that cookie down. Yes. Stop pressing the button. Star. Simmons. Star. Stanley. Stanley. Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no! Here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. All right. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow to the fan. Stop it. Why? Because the fuck will clap talking about 617 You do? Hey, fuck Do you like this? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 221. Spinning gold. What's this one on, Tom? Yeah, movie review crew. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were going to do this episode a few weeks ago, but Ace uh, kind of screwed that up for us. Hey, sorry so, about uh, that, guys. I didn't mean to fuck it up for you, but it's my birthday. So happy birthday to me, Paul Fraley. Yeah, I'm going to jump out of my own cake. Oh, wait, Zeus, we can't do Ace impressions, remember? Oh, jeez. Can't, can't do them anymore. Oh, we're not allowed. Oh, yes. you're gonna be doing that every week now. You guys are gonna be doing that every week. It's kind of, it's kind of sophomoric. Yeah, you have to you, do that every week. You do jokes every week. Yeah. Uh, wait no. a minute. Why doesn't the show just start like this? Well, why doesn't the show have this as a mill? Because it's our fucking show, not yours. Yeah. We need to get right to the topic because we have people who like forty minutes into the episode, you haven't reviewed the album yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're new here. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) Save it. Save it. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Save it. Yeah. So uh, last week we reviewed uh, the off the soundboard release. Oh, Kipsy. Oh, well, Junction. (laughs) (laughs) And it's getting hot in here. So. Uh, we did polls, but before we do, we have to thank our sponsor, ABCPA Inc. It's the end of the tax season, 
And so uh, we're ending uh, tax season with our final ABCPA Inc. sponsorship. And uh, we'll see them back next year. But uh, Tom, tell us about ABCPA Inc. Of course. Yeah, we love Tony the tax man. I've told you guys already a hundred times here. He took care of my taxes. Uh, 2022 was a difficult year for me financially with a bunch of moving parts. He took care of everything seamlessly and uh, incredibly. And I'm, I'm grateful for Tony for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, still people file extensions, people file late. So it's it's never too late to contact our buddy. And uh, AB CPA Inc. is an accounting firm located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all of your accounting and tax needs. For business, they offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your own business. For individuals, they help with sole proprietorships, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing your personal federal and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states. So whether you live in Nebraska or Ohio, AB CPA Inc. can prepare and e-file on your behalf. Did you know Kiss Army? If you own a business with employees and have had a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn. Visit them on their website at abcpainc.com. That's abcpainc.com. Or email our buddy Tony the Taxman at Tony at abcpainc.com. That is Tony at abcpainc.com or call them directly at 708-430-3232, 708-430-3232. Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Yes, we love them. We love ABCPA Inc. and Tony the Taxman. Yeah, and uh, we thank Tony for his support and his sponsorship. Absolutely. And please give him some love. And uh, we hope to see Tony and his company back soon. And if you're interested in sponsorship, let us know. Send us an email, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, or a DM anywhere, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tom, last week we did off the soundboard. What was the poll? Yeah, the poll was a simple one. What should the next off the soundboard release be? So the options that we came up with was something from the Lick It Up tour, Harder Than Hell tour, Spirit of 76 Destroyer Tour or Hot in the Shade Tour. A lot of votes on this, a lot of comments. This was great. 40% of you guys want to see a Hot in the Shade Tour off the soundboard. I'm not going to disagree. 24% Spirit of 76, 19% Hotter Than Hell, 18% Lick It Up. Um, yeah, that that's nice to see Hot in the Shade. I think everybody loves that lineup. Everybody loves that tour, that set list, the performance. So not a big surprise there. Uh, let's look at a couple comments on this one. Uh, Jesse's custom design. And we did talk about Jesse. We did. We talked about Jesse in the past. Uh, he's an artist based out of Massachusetts, Wilmington. So, uh, check him out. He's on Twitter. Jesse's custom design. Yes. Uh, and his comment says hot in the shade. Saw them first time on that tour at the centrum with winger and slaughter. Woohoo. Yes. Um, Rob Meyer says Bruce Kulick needs a release in this series. If you include the Creatures live album from the box set, all lead guitarists have been represented except for Bruce. It's a great point. Yes, let's let's get Bruce involved there. Hey, guys, looking for an off-the-soundboard release. Let's go, guys. Come on now. 
Mad Lib says, good show, but I'm not a fan of Mark St. John's playing. Not that he's awful. I just don't really dig his million notes thing. It's obnoxious. And that extra picking thing in the Detroit Rock City solo. But it's cool to hear this rare piece of history, and I miss Eric Carr. Yes, I think we all do. <laughs> Our buddy Nige Savage. We need a Hopewell Junction Shepherd's Pie t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Are you listening there? Are you listening, Trot? Get on that. Uh, let's do one more here from Twitter. Oh, our good friend, Amber fiber, magic queen. We love her. She said this off the soundboard, two words, fucking terrible. (laughs) The only things I liked were Eric's drums and jeans vocals. I listened along with your commentary. The kids had to check if I was okay because I was laughing so much. Paul was awful. The guitars were terrible, but you guys made it bearable. Oh, that's great. Amber, you rock. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, and that's that's uh, that's some Twitter. What do we got on the book of face? Okay, so first of all, I just want to so I can cut out half of the messages that we got. Yes, we all saw the tutorial that Gene does on the makeup. Thank you for addressing that. Oh, my God, dude. You opened up a can of worms by talking about the fuck of that question. You know what's like, funny? I oh. love it. Our listeners, they're such easy targets. All I have to do is say one thing, and we get pummeled <laughs> with emails and social oh. media. Fucking A, like... Honestly, I don't even care who does their makeup, but it's just we got bombarded with you. I still don't believe it. <laughs> no, here's the video of fucking Gene. Do- okay. <laughs> anyway, um, Ryan Michael Scott, fucking Rodham Clinton, Kulik Lane Simmons, Tweed, fucking Cronin Dold. <laughs> Cronin Dold. <laughs> I agree with you guys. It's different and unique. I never heard this lineup of the band live. I'm glad they released this. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Ooh. Zeus, your Paul impression is underrated. It's so funny the fact that you guys rank the soundboard album covers separately <laughs> and admit it's dumb is why this podcast and you two are the best. The reviewer is worth the wait. Thank you so much, Ryan, that you get how fucking stupid it is. That's that why we, we love that. The, <laughs> exactly. We rate the covers of the They're all. The, 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 I ranked my number one because I had a parental advisory. Zeus ranked his last because it was New York. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking stupid. That's exactly. <laughs> oh. Christopher Comorado. This record shouldn't exist. They should have pretended they didn't even have a recording of it. Oh, How do you screw up Cold Gin? It was literally the first song I ever learned on guitar. This guy never should have been in the band. Abomination of a recording. And then <laughs> I Jeff, love you really feel. Ronnie James Dio Kinsley. Love Jeff. <laughs> Christopher Camarado, he writes, nah, <laughs> you're totally wrong. Keep Uh-oh. listening to the Alive series. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Kinsley from the top rope. <laughs> Ronnie James Dio. Jeff has got his awesome YouTube video go uh show. Jeff Kinsley. Just find him on YouTube. Just Lot look for the handsome kiss. guy with long hair talking about kiss. You'll find him. Yes, he's the awesome guy from I think he's in Alberta, Canada. Rooting for those uh Edmonton Oilers. Let's see here. I thought he was in British Columbia. I don't know. He's up north. He's I living somewhere. He's he's living somewhere in America's hat. Yeah, I think he was uh near Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. If I can read the card correctly. 
And remember, the perfect gift for the man in your life is a season ticket to the <laughs> Chiefs games. <laughs> oh, there's a comment here that we'll save it towards the end. Al Court says, here's a little song. Al, you like a kick? <laughs> Our buddy Joey Romanick. America's favorite realtor. Dudes, the check is in the mail. Yeah, you we'll get keep, a lot we'll, of we'll, we'll keep looking for it, Joey. Yeah, you're getting a lot of comments from us. You're right. That check better be in the mail. Fuck. Uh Adam Stevenson, another podcaster of Metal Oasis. Check him out. Fuck yes. I guess Tom's covering album rankings at one and four. Kudos for the correct rankings. So glad to have this hidden gem, albeit warts and all. Eric Carr is fantastic on this, and fuck all the haters. Nice. I got it. All right. Oh, God. Oh, I'll save this one for the end, too. And uh, one other comment I want to kind of make and clear something. Yes, we've seen Animalized Live. Yes, we know he didn't do the butter there either on Fits Like a Glove. We don't know if he's never done it all. You guys act as though we're like, you know, the, the basis for Kiss, Greg Simmons. Like, dude, yeah. fucking calm the fuck down. We've said this a million times. A, we're not experts. And B, I mean, I'll speak for myself here. This area of the, 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 this era of Kiss, this is not my specialty. I'm. I, you want to talk to me about the Love Gun era and Destroyer? Fine. I'll run off all kinds of crazy shit. I don't know a lot about this era because I don't give a fuck about it. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend to know that you didn't know that they did the butter part and fits like a glove. Never knew it. Fucking Boise, Idaho. No, what the fuck, Tom? No, no, don't care. No, Fucking people are just unbelievable. I love it. Anyways, Scott Donaldson. Hey guys. Hey guys. (laughs) I was dreading your review of this. And after the first three songs, I thought, here we go but was pleasantly surprised by your overall view. I actually enjoyed it, and I've listened to it multiple times. This is my favorite era of Kiss minus MSJ. MSJ is pretty terrible in this recording. Surprise, not many have picked up the horrible mistake Eric made at the end of Black Diamond. Buddy, we're not all drummers. Great show as always. On a side note, question of the week Kiss would definitely do their own makeup. I've been doing myself for 27 years. It's much easier to paint on yourself than paint on someone else's face. Interesting. Thanks, Scott. I like that comment because Scott, he's the drummer in Kisteria, an amazing cover band there, a tribute band for Kiss. He does the Fox. So hearing his comments about applying makeup uh, holds a little bit more water than somebody being like, watch this YouTube video. He fucking does his own makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to read Matt Wallace's comment, but in the middle, he put something in there. I can't read it. But what the fuck, Matt? Anyway, <laughs> over on our Instagram, Popotico76 says, historically awful. <laughs> See, I like the simple to the point comments. Yeah. Gabbly Digook. <laughs> I love it how Zeus calls me. Gabbly de gook. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. It just I is. I just, I just, it it I just is. Over on our YouTube page. Oh, you, oh, you're bringing that back? Well, I, I didn't put the clip in. Oh, okay. I can say it like that. But I know the clip. All right. All right. Bugger. <laughs> Jason Leonard caught on our 
uh, Michael DeBar new uh, bumper that we have for the show. Excellent intro by Michael. Pure gold. When I'm traveling from Milan to Minsk, I listen <laughs> to Detective. Great episode, boys. Yes, thank you. Okay. Johnny B. Good says, and I want to hear Tom's reaction to this. Let me go rock and roll was the first kiss anthem before rock and roll all night. It's the centerpiece on kiss alive. And is definitely in my top 10 kiss songs. It's got a great riff. A solo is so Chuck Berry and off the charts. I've been saying Chuck Berry for so long. I don't get the hate for this track, especially from people who like going blind, which to me is the worst song off of hotter than hell. We will have to agree to disagree. Great shows always. So I always like this. So people conflate my opinion with yours all the time. And then if they don't like what you say, they say the show. And if they don't like what I say, they say the show. Tom doesn't like the song. I love the song. I think it's great. But I would uh, not call it an anthem film because you can't sing along the chorus and get the crowd really into it. And I love the guitar on it. I think Ace rips on it. I think it's a yeah. great song. Tom is not a fan of it. No, and I certainly wouldn't say it's the centerpiece of Kiss Alive. Um, yeah, no, 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 not at all. And I've also said, for the record, I don't mind the live version because the solo rips on the live. But I've said this before, and if you're a new listener or, if, you know, whatever, we don't expect everybody to remember everything we say. It's the same reason why I don't like Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin. It's them doing a tribute to, like, classic 50s, 60s American rock, which is fine. It's it's not what I want to hear from Kiss. It's not what I want to hear from Zeppelin. That That's why I don't like those songs. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Um. Terje Wayne says he never did the butter part on any live version of Fits Like a Glove. No bootlegs I've heard. And don't do it on Animal Eyes either. <laughs> I love it. Right. I love it. His Tards. His Tards Unite. Patrick, the best part of this episode was the Paul Stanley impersons by, impersonations by Zeus. I think you got all members down to a T. I understand the hatred for New York City. Even out here in Los Angeles, motherfuckers love to tell you they are from New York. Ah. I say, go the fuck back if it's so goddamn good. Oh, that should have been coming oh, of the week. And fuck San Francisco. <laughs> what? Wow. And then Paul R. says, me. Maybe Peter North puts on their makeup. Oh, Jesus. Ouch. That's some nasty shit right there. Oh, <laughs> Tom, God. over to you. So, yeah, let's blow through a couple of emails. We got a lot, and we thank you guys for those. Uh, we'll start with James Thompson. His email is titled Kiss Tard Corrections, <laughs> <laughs> which I give him credit for having a sense of humor. Uh, he does talk about Animal Eyes Live Uncensored, uh, and he does bring up the whole thing with Gene doing butter and fits like a glove. <laughs> we get it. Thank you, guys. Kendall Lacey says, oh, boys, classic episode. Like you, I enjoy this off the soundboard release because it's something different to what we normally get. I also hate solos on live albums. They're bad enough live. I don't want to hear it while I'm at home. I enjoyed Stupid Paul, though. Sure, we'll all be going to Hopewell Junction soon. <laughs> Thanks again for the laughs and the rants, and also, more importantly, sending me back to a record I just bought with a different perspective, which is the best thing your pod gives me. Ah, thank you. Appreciate that, Kendall. Now that's a compliment. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mike H., simple question. Of these off the soundboard releases, which one do you think you'd listen to just to listen to? 
or are they more of a collectible that you have to own? Uh, look, I love Des Moines, but it's just another version of Alive 2. I don't know. I I might I might go out of my way if I was going to choose one to probably just listen to the reunion, Donington maybe. Um, uh, but that, look, they all serve a purpose. They, they're, they're all they're all fine. I guess I'll put it to you that way. Yeah, as far as what Mike says, I, I like putting all the Kiss live stuff I have, which is off the soundboards and a few bootlegs. I don't have many. All the alives and all that on a shuffle. I also have a Kiss shuffle from. Yeah. The- so yeah. I like it. And then, you know, oh, you hear a version. And then sometimes when you, you're in the car, and that's when I mostly listen to music, you hear a version of a song and you don't know which off the soundboard it comes off of. I'm like, wow, I actually like that. What one's that from? Holy shit, that's Virginia Beach or, or something like that. So that's how I would listen to them. But I never grab a CD and be like, I feel like listening to this. It's yeah. just always shuffle in. Yeah, in a perspective like that, and I think it's interesting doing that because then you pick up something sometimes once in a while where you're not paying attention. Like, wait a minute, this is actually fucking good. What yep. is this? And you then you gravitate towards it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, another one here from my buddy West Beach. I, I, I knew he'd have something to say about this just because um, he had some experience in this era. Here, he says another great show. Another off the soundboard. I played that same venue with the Plasmatics. And it was just a nondescript sweat box. So I can relate to Paul's and the crowd's heat discomfort. Interesting. Uh, And then he had a couple other comments. We love hearing from Wes. He always has a great perspective of being in a band, playing guitar, et cetera. So we always love that. Um, And then we got one from uh, a new listener. This name doesn't look familiar to me. This comes from Gage Dempsey. Huge fan of the show. And I listen every day. I wish we did a show every day. Actually, no, I don't. Uh, keep up the great work. By the way, you guys are fucking hilarious. Anyways, I was seeing if any of you have seen the kiss documentary called kiss loves you about when the band was at a low point before the reunion tour and an ACE Philly tribute artist actually befriended ACE and let him borrow money and a bunch of other crazy shit. Maybe an episode or a segment on this. Wish you guys the best and looking forward to more episodes. Gage, I know I'm familiar with that one. I have not seen it. I've heard a lot of interesting things about it. It will definitely be an episode because anything KISS related, especially documentaries and DVDs, we always we always get into those. Um, so we're going to finish up feedback here with a DM that we got on Facebook from a fellow Paisan, Frank Angelucci. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. If anyone deserves an Italian theme song. There you go. Hey, Tom and Zeus, first time writing as I am a total recent SIOL convert. Ooh, I'd like you to share more information about what you converted from, but that's okay. Let me say that vocabulary is important for any kiss tard. And the word of the week, thanks to Tom, is duplicative. You don't get words like that on other podcasts. Keep up the great and funny shows, fucko. You got a fan in Philly. All right. First of all, Frank, you're Italian. You're writing to us for the first time. Your comment is awesome. All of those things add up to you being our comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. Frank, and since you're Italian, you'll get the part where Tom was reading this, and my mind went to Mike. You don't talk to a man like Mo Green like that, Fredo. Good. You're my Fredo. brother, 
and I love you, but don't ever take sides against the family. I'm afraid he'll learn that lesson. <laughs> Never take sides against Frank Angelucci, ever. Yeah, yeah. I made my bones when you were banging cheerleaders. Hey, they, the Godfather had Frankie Pantangeli. We have Frankie Angelucci on Shout Out yeah, Loudcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chichi, <laughs> La Porte. Yeah, the Godfather doesn't have that kind of muscle anymore. You're getting squeezed on outside. I talked to Bozzini. <laughs> I, can, oh. I can't keep my casinos. <laughs> that why you smack my brother around in public? Oh, Mike. No, no, no. Me. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. Come on, Mike. People couldn't get drinks. He was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. <laughs> All right, Tom. What we do next is we give a shout out to our Patreon family. Uh, Patreon is where people uh, can join and uh, contribute to the show. They can join at four different tiers. And each one of those tiers gives you, gives you a different perk. And uh, it helps the show. Uh, Patreon now, we've gone into our second year, I believe, of Patreon. It's been a huge help to us. So when people ask us, how can we help the show? We like to, you know, you guys continue doing what you're doing. Join our Patreon family. Uh, we have uh, the Demon, Star Child, Spaceman, and Catman tiers, uh, each of which gives you either access to the show, um, input into the show, merch, uh, perks, videos, content, all sorts of fun stuff. And it's a good way we communicate inside the Patreon family. There's, uh, you know, now private jokes, uh, inside comedy, all sorts of shit happens with the Patreon family. It's a great group of people and it's a big help to us. So we really want to help us take a look at our Patreon, please. It's on our website. So if you go to shoutoutloudcast.com, Right on the landing page, you'll see a, a little button there. It'll say Patreon. Click on that. Take a look. See if there's anything there that interests you and join our Patreon family. Big help to us, and we really appreciate our Patreon group. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Patreon, guys, you rock. Like Zeus said, all different tiers there offer different perks, uh, involvement with the show, voting on different things like our flashback Friday post that we do every Friday, getting a sneak peek early uh, what the episode topic is going to be and other kind of involvement uh, in, in participation with the show behind the scenes. So please check it out, patreon.com or look at the link on our website. And again, huge debt of gratitude to all of our patrons. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Patreon. So uh, now we're going to go over to Kiss World. What's going on over there? Yeah, so the tour's rolling. Uh, they're doing a couple festivals and all this stuff. Nothing really, you know, no no big breaking news oh, there. So, wait a minute, they're not doing concerts for eighty five thousand people. Oh uh, yeah, people loved that post. You fucking people need to lighten up. Holy shit. Do you have any concept what you're doing when you join Shout It Out Loudcasters Facebook group? I made a post saying. Are people aware that the 60,000 people at that kiss show was from monsters of rock and not an isolated kiss show like goofing people like, I don't understand the kiss bashing here. What's going on? Some guy goes, some guy goes, walk away chief. (laughs) Some guy called me chief chief, little big head. (laughs) So, so that was nice. I'm like, Oh, okay. So obviously you don't listen to the show because you don't know the show you don't fucking, know this is my page fucko hey fucking <laughs> dummy whatever uh so the show is the show going on no real big changes to the set list whatever who cares whatever <laughs> um there is a little bit of news the kiss related that i kind of dug up on my own so 
on Facebook. So sixth man is the, the, the people that are involved with all these cruises, the kiss cruise, the Jericho cruise, they sponsor all these event related cruises. And the people involved with six man have uh, Facebook profiles. I know one year it was like sixth man, Heather, it was sixth man, whatever. And I saw something on Facebook the other day from a woman who her profile was sixth man, Sarah. And she was posting about a couple upcoming cruises. Ooh, Ooh, God damn. So I sent her a Facebook, um, a Facebook DM. And I said, Hey, wondering if you had any information on the next kiss cruise. I know sixth man is in charge of it. Last year, there was mention of it maybe happening in early 2024. She responds. This is not what I wanted to hear. I mean, but I was, I was a little bit surprised, but not really. Uh, She responds. Nothing is confirmed, but it is not currently one of our 2024 events Yikes. that that's bad it's almost may and sixth man doesn't even have it slated as a 2024 event we've talked about this a little bit as the weeks have progressed recently i i just i just don't think it's going to happen i'm wondering if they think we're just going to forget about it i don't know what's up with I, it i hope they continue it we have fun on those kiss cruises i agree um, yeah we all want it but that that was kind of disappointing that somebody affiliated with six man is like, yeah, we don't have it scheduled on 24 yet. Um, but other than that, what do we got? We got, Hey, who's, uh, who's, whose birthday is it today? Oh, I want to wish a happy birthday to Bruce Kulik. I think he's a great guy. Uh, Ace, it's your birthday today. God bless you. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's Ace's birthday. And do uh, think, we, uh, do you think he calls up Peter Chris? Hey, Peter, just want to wish you a happy birthday today, brother. Hope all is well. Say hello to Lydia for me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so uh, once again, the people in Loudcasters are amazing, and nothing entertains me more than when people don't get the humor of Loudcasters. Oh, so today's yeah. Ace's birthday. Somebody's posted, happy birthday, Ace Frilly. Picture of Tommy Thayer. I'm sorry. That joke never gets old to me. I think or it's the, funny. Or Black Ace. Well, that's the, just, the, that was my next one. Somebody posted Happy Birthday Ace Freely with Black Ace, the stuntman from Phantom of the Park. All of a sudden, that turned into like some kind of hate crime in Loudcasters. <laughs> racist idiots. Because you, you fucking people are like, come on. There's always uh, one that starts it all shit it. up. And that's then, it. oh, you fucking woke back. Like, yeah. dude, take that shit. Go elsewhere. By the way, I, I almost told I didn't tell you this story. So after game one, the Bruins won and play on, you know, mind you, it's playoff time. So I'm at every fucking Bruins home game. Yeah. Walking out, there was a crowd of people like leaving the garden. You know, you go down the spiral staircase, everyone's yep. leaving. Yep. There's like four or five idiot bearded guys started doing a fuck Joe Biden chant in the middle of what? a Bruins game. Oh, Jesus, come on, so, dude. After, as they were doing it, fuck Joe Biden, blah, blah, blah. A bunch of people are like, dude, I, I, I love this. Some fucking guy, like younger guys, a group of guys. Go, dude, I don't like Joe Biden either. It's a fucking hockey. Don't get fucking, don't make the hockey games political, you fucking assholes. I agree. And, and totally agree. Screaming at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And other people were like, it's Massachusetts shithead. You fucking hillbillies. Get the fuck out of here. They got shouted down. But that's just the same thing on our loudcaster stuff. I don't care if you're a fucking raging MAGA fucking moron. And I don't care if you're a fucking whacked out left nut crazy person. Don't make kiss political. and Don't make Never. our fucking pages political. You can insult somebody by calling them an idiot. 
The but funny thing is, fucking a, a woke idiot. Like, but here's the, but here, here's, the fuck up here's the fun, here's the funny thing about this rant of that me and you are doing right now. The people who this applies to don't listen to our show. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah, they just comment in. It's a they, kiss they, they thing, just like, jump they, in and yeah, they just jump in because they see that it's a kiss Facebook group. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, who's Tom and Zeus? Exactly. Where's the cameras? Yeah, walk away, chief. <laughs> oh, okay, gun smoke. Idiots. Okay, Joe Biden sucks. Twenty four twelve. God, it's just they stop making stupid shit political. We used to not have these fucking problems in this country. You can be friends with conservatives. You can be friends with liberals. You music is an escape from that shit, and it doesn't like, define yes. you. So stop the stupid shit on our page. I, I, I don't want to see woke shit and you maggot or like as insults back to each other. Call each other what we should be calling each other. You Kiss fat tar. fuck. Yeah, you fat fucking idiot. Oh yeah, look at your face. You look like fucking sloth from the Goonies. That's what we Stuff want. Like that. That's yes. what we want. Personal insults is what we want. Yes. <laughs> yes, you fucking peg leg fucking loser. Well, we don't want that. We don't. We don't want to do those types of things. <laughs> you fucking walking birth defect. Fuck off. Hey, uh, you woke. That's it. That's, That's it. it. You broke You're the out. rules. You're out of here. You're out. You're banned. You're banned. Anyway, we were saying. Nothing really else out in news. Just quiet. Just just my birthday. Thanks a lot, Pete. God bless you, Bear. I was gonna jump out of a cake, but I couldn't. Anyway. Uh Tom, give me a second while I remind Ace it's his birthday and not to be buying Gene a gift today. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, we're back. Yeah, um, Ace finally figured out it's his birthday, but I had to tell him that the those animatronics at Chuck E. Cheese, they're not real animals. It's okay. He was getting a little frightened. My God, it reminded me of that space bear from that album I did a few years ago. I got real nervous. God bless whoever bought me a box of cashews. <laughs> Ace really Ace. likes cashews. Is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Poor Ace. Yeah. Tom, we saw the movie Spinning Gold a while back. Yep. Weeks, I would say. Yep. For those that don't know, Spinning Gold is based upon the book. Uh, it's about Casablanca Records, and obviously Kiss is huge part of Casablanca Records. Uh, the story revolves around the founder, Neil Bogart, uh, of Casablanca Records. It, they did a movie. He's the star of it. Kiss has got a role in the movie. And we both went out and saw it. And uh, we thought we'd talk about it today. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it came out very, very limited release. I mean, it was in and out of the theaters as quickly as, you know, it came and went. Uh, we saw it right when it first came out because I think we were both knew that it wasn't going to be around long. Uh, as of the time of this recording, it's not available on streaming yet. I'm sure it will be soon. Hopefully, like you guys know, when we talk about on the show, if it's kiss related, we, we we talk about it. And there was a lot of chatter about it. Of course, people were pissing and mourning about the trailer, the makeup. I mean, we were those people too, bitching about it. Um, so, you know, it's obviously not a kiss movie. It's a movie about Casablanca Records and, you know, Neil Bogart specifically made with a ton of love and care by his son. Uh, that's mm-hmm. obvious. Uh, and we're, we're just going to get into it. We're going to talk about, you know, obviously talk about the, the kiss parts and just some general feelings about some other parts of the movie and, you know, what we thought about, you know, we're not going to go down and give you like a blow by blow plot synopsis. And then this happened and then that happened. Um, now, again, you know, it's a, it's a spoiler filled episode. So if you haven't seen it yet and you kind of want to go in blind, you know, maybe just bookmark this episode and save it for when you do see it. You know, because we are going to we are going to get into it. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, Tom, I can tell you this. When I went to go see it, I was the only one in the theater. Really? Yep. 
Wow. So I went to see it. I saw it on a Sunday afternoon and I was actually surprised that I was not the only person in the theater. There was probably about, oh God, maybe, maybe like 10 other people, which I thought was a lot. Um, and it was funny, you know, when we get, when we finish talking about the movie, I'll, I'll kind of give you my, my, uh, review of the crowd that was there too. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was in one of the smaller theaters. I live nearby an AMC, you know, complex with like massive theaters. This was, shown on one of their smaller theaters for obvious reasons. It's not a wide release movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the movie came out, uh, 2023, a few weeks ago, months ago. I have no idea. It starts a guy named Jeremy Jordan as Neil Bogart. Um, I could tell you, I was like, where the fuck do I know this guy? Me too. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, me, I, I, I thought, um, I finally recognized him. He was on the TV show Supergirl. Uh, I used to I I watched a lot of Supergirl. I, I kind of drifted off afterwards. It wasn't good because I liked the actress play Supergirl. She's super hot, and so is the girl that plays her sister. Uh, in that, she was the hot hot chick from uh, uh, Not Another Teen Movie. Oh yep. <clears throat> um, and they them two are sisters in that, and they're always wearing fucking clothes. Oh, God damn. And uh, he was a sidekick of theirs in that. That's why I recognize the actor. And he's a likable enough guy. And so I was like, okay, let's give this fucking movie a chance. Yep. Um, You know, it's one of those things. You can go into a scene, a movie like this with a fuck you attitude, or you can go in this with an open mind. Say, I'm not going to fucking judge everything way over the top. Yeah. You go in there with a kiss tired mentality. You're not going to like this. I was just going to say, I was just going to say the exact as soon same as thing. you've seen the makeup, and if you go wearing right. the makeup and you're going to be fixated on that and you're like, fuck this movie, it sucks. Ugh. I mean, it's got, it's got its issues, but if you go into this as like scrutinizing everything, like a kissed dork, then yeah. you, just, you just, you just have to understand what you're, what you're here for. This movie is not made for kiss fans. Kiss is a part of the history of Casablanca. It's not made by kiss fans or for kiss fans yeah and so you got to get that into your head when you go into this so when you start and you see the movie and uh there it's a launch party beginning of the movie is about the launch party yeah and the sprinkler system goes off and it shows like the like this guy this hungry young music guy who just opened up his record label the record huge party that he's throwing it became a disaster because kiss performs and the fucking sprinkler system goes off and ruins the party. And it's just whatever. And they show a heart, uh, warming, uh, scene where he just, you know, even though everybody's upset, everyone leaves the fa- the main character is dancing with his daughter in the sprinkling rain on him. They trying to make the best of a fucking terrible yeah. day, but it's funny because you see the movie and right off the bat, when the sprinkler system goes off because piss is playing and they got smoke bombs, all sorts of shit and cause the smoke alarm, on, they're playing shout it out loud. And, and this is 1974. Exactly. That and honestly, that was like that. That was kind of annoying me. I try. I try not to be a kiss tard, like we just said. But I'm like, okay, you're gonna try to fuck us with the makeup. Why? Why you? Again, it's not made for kiss fans. I get it. Ninety nine percent of the people watching this movie have absolutely no clue what's going on. But I'm like, why couldn't you just play Deuce? Yeah. And so my thinking is, they want something on the soundtrack or more accessible to people that may not know the movie, but know a song by kiss, yeah. have them play a song that people might know, shout it out loud. Even though it's not 
it's time. not it's, yeah it's not, it's not a fucking plot thing like oh you have to understand he wrote shout it out loud with bob dylan he didn't meet right. dylan until 77 so how can like it's not a fucking big deal yep but yeah mm. you're right it's one of those things that if you're a kiss tire you bite your tongue you're like ah yep and there was one funny part at the end they said i knew they were gonna suck and somebody some listener said that at the concert and yeah said, kiss my ass kiss my ass i'm like okay now i will say i will say this i thought besides the makeup which was obviously stupid and annoying. Um, I thought they looked kind of cool, like dressed yeah. up. I mean, it, it was the the version of shout it out loud was like very, very poppy. Like it didn't, it didn't sound, they did in that, in that clip to me, they didn't, they didn't come off as like a rock band. Um, but again, if you're a general movie goer and you don't know what you're watching and you're like, okay, this is, this is kind of cool. I, I'm into it. Yeah. The um, obviously you get in the trials and tribulations of Neil uh, Bogart, who be, you know, growing up his life, what it sees is biography, him trying to get his record, you know, getting into the record business, becoming successful. And then to the point where he tries to do his own label and he's got his family stuff and there's all sorts of stuff going on. And you should yeah. see the movie because it's a, it's actually a decent movie. It's interesting. And yeah. he is interesting. And the character's interesting. The acting's fine. The the story is, is fine. Um, I actually keep- really, I actually, I actually really enjoyed the performance of, by the guy playing Neil Bogart. I, I, I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was likable. Uh, he made yeah, Neil ex- likable. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Right. Yep. And so I find like, we can talk here and there just to keep this conversation going. Uh, the background story of the movie, that's fine, but we want to kind of, make this about what kisses in this movie what yeah. i found interesting is the guys that played paul and gene are kind of reversed the guy that plays paul is an <laughs> ugly looking skinny fucking pointy face like ah. uh, yep. and then the guy that plays gene is like this good looking articulate like he doesn't speak like gene simmons he speaks like 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 a thoughtful young intellectual like hardworking, cares about music and his integrity like it's like dude that's not how gene simmons is it's just a different version of him and and it's just awkward to see it like Paul's i think I, 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 awkward goofy guy i think gene even back then was kind of grounded with what he wanted in terms of business and stuff i think that i mean i i could i could say but but appearance wise it was jarring how different they how they looked without their makeup on yeah, the gene guy was way better looking. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's. Paul I mean, guy. that's not really saying much compared to the goblin who played Paul. <laughs> yeah. So the Ace and the Peter guy were non-existent. Let, they get, yeah, they get, they get, yeah, they got nothing. Yeah, they got nothing. Um, there's a part in the movie when they, uh, Paul and Gene, want a meeting because they want a tour. It doesn't have the infamous meeting where, where Neil first sees Kiss perform and then Gene walks off and. Grabs Neil. Grabs his hands. Yep. Clap. That whole scene is not in this movie. No, no. Um, but you do get the beginning scenes of Joyce, Neil's future wife, and um and Bill yep. as Kiss's managers meeting with um Neil and their and, kind of dynamic business arrangements. Yeah, and, and I thought that was a really interesting dynamic. And I thought the actress that played Joyce was smoking. Oh, <laughs> she had, she was like 70s hot in this movie. Yeah. Oh, 
She looked great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I was also, I mean, Michael Ian Black, You've, um, if you watched, he used to be on a lot of those, like, I love the 80s kind yeah, of yeah. fucking documentaries. He played Bill O'Coin, and I was a little bit surprised at the Bill O'Coin uh, plot line, shall we say, really wasn't heavily covered. In the, again, I know it's not a Kiss movie, but they made Bill O'Coin just seem like, just like a guy. Yeah, like a, their manager. He's a good man who cares about the band. That's it. But that basically Joyce got everything done for them. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. They yes. really pumped up her and kind of minimized by, well, I shouldn't say minimize Bill. I think by default, it minimizes Bill's impact on Kiss because they build it up as Joyce got them the tour. Joyce got them the record contract yeah. and stuff. I and think- obviously, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, I think a movie like this, and I read some of the reviews on this, it, it was, it's a difficult movie to make because Casablanca had so many moving parts and so many world renowned artists, you know, whether it was Donna Summer or whatever. So to tell the story, it was told in like excerpts, like, okay, here's 15 minutes on Donna Summer. Okay. Here's 10 minutes on kiss. Okay. Now we're going to go over here to the Isley brothers. Okay. Now we're going to go back to Paul and Jean. And so, there's parliament and George. Right. Clinton. So, so it was, it's a. I enjoyed it because it's it's a music bio music history type film, so I I enjoyed it. But it it, it is difficult to it, it's like they were trying to check off all the boxes to tell the story, which can be difficult when there's so many moving parts. You know what I mean? So I think that's why it was hard to really nail down Bill Coin's impact because again, it's not a Kiss movie, right? Yeah, and throughout this movie, you're you're talking about the fact they try to show they're showing Neil uh, Bogart. He's a family man. He's married. He loves right. his wife. He's got kids. They're showing that aspect. Then they show the aspect of him and his father. His father's like some sort of gambling degenerate or something. But he Neil is always helping his father out. And they're yep. showing that family dynamic. In the middle of that, he falls in love with Joyce. And they see him like leaving his family, even though he loves his family. And he's having two lives in his life with Neil, uh, with with Joyce in his life with his family. And then he's got his parents. Then he's got the record label stuff. And then he's got these interesting relationships with these artists. And they show different clips of him trying to improve the uh, the artists. There's yep. a couple of clips here about you know, with Kiss as far as they yep. were doing. They were talking. Um, they f- first talk about there's a clip about Aerosmith complaining about Kiss. Yep. And, you know, there was always that rivalry there. Uh, Neil sees them playing rock and roll night and they show, you know, kiss playing rock and roll night. And then afterwards you see Neil and Gene have this like thoughtful conversation on the bus. Can't, I don't want to really describe it to you guys, but it was a nice kind of conversation. Again, it just doesn't seem like that's the Gene Simmons. We all know talking yeah. like that. I, I actually thought that was, I mean, I, again, I saw a lot of chatter on social media about this movie and people just bashing things left and right. And again, we we preface this by saying, don't go into this as a kiss tard. Okay. Try not to, because I really found it. I found that scene kind of endearing on the bus with yeah. Gene, with Gene and Neil talking. I thought it was like, whether or not it's true or based in reality or complete bullshit, I just I thought it was a cool scene. And the whole thing about them playing rock and roll all night live, the costumes looked cool. You know, that showed it showed fans in the parking lot with their faces painted. You know, and then they, they had this great quote. You know, they love them when they see them. Why can't we get them to buy their records? You know, which obviously yeah. then leads to a live. So, you know, again, checking off little boxes because then then after that, then it goes right into like, okay, let's talk about Parliament now. So it, it it's it's a hard yeah. movie. It's it's a hard movie to do. I honestly think, and at the end of this, we'll give our thoughts on the movie. 
I think Spinning Gold would have been fantastic if it was like an eight-part Netflix series. You know what I mean? I think that would have been amazing. I think, yeah, because there was, each segment deserves so a much. little bit more time to breathe. Yep, agreed. So when they would get to the kiss stuff, there was a section where they showed the dynamic. Like throughout this movie, when, when Casablanca takes off, they show Nat, Neil starting the label. Yep. By that point, they're just showing... They keep doing a running tab of how much in debt the, the thing is. Yes, so yes. It starts giving you anxiety because you start yep. feeling like Neil and this manic guy who wants his success, but he keeps getting the company in debt and yep. they keep losing money. Although they have these great artists and great music, they keep losing money and they, they have, and then they show the dynamic of Kiss and Neil butting heads. Yep. And kisses and he's said a couple things they were said was, you know, your demo was good. It wasn't great. You write all your songs with the same four chords and they fight over the fake speakers because of a budgetary thing. Yep. And then they show like, there's like Peter playing acoustic guitar, singing Beth. Like what the fuck did that ever happen? And then, of, and then of course the big story about the, the origins Beth of Beth, which look, I don't know Tim Bogart and I am not going to, I'm not going to say anything negative about him. I'm not because I, I don't know, but I find it really interesting that for, you know, 46 years, we've been led to believe that the story of Beth was this. And now all of a sudden this movie comes out and it's like, wait, we've been lied to for 46 years or 45 years about the origins of Beth. Yeah, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, the whole gene mark. Well, what are you? You're you're writing the song about the wrong team. You're writing right. about Jeff Beck. Right. And Gene said, just call it Beth. You know, it makes more sense. Uh, Peter and his band had the song years ago and did call it Beck. It is true. Yeah. Okay. So Neil Bogart's wife is called Beth. He was cheating on her. Yeah. And so what they're trying to insinuate that Kiss was fucking with him. Yep. If anybody has ever seen, and I fucking love it, it's one of my favorite biopics of all time, is the Temptations movie. I could break down. I could do a fucking miniseries on that. Just a few episodes on. Unbelievable. There's a scene in that movie where the producer seems like he's fucking with Dennis Edwards, the new lead singer that took over for David Ruffin. And when they did, Papa was a Rolling Stone. He's a dirtbag shitbag. And they thought it was the fifth day of September. My That's the day my daddy died. And the lead singer's like, dude, that's the day my dad died. Are you fucking writing this about my dad? He's like, how the fuck would I know when your dad died? But uh, use that in your song. And he's like, yep. fuck you. You fucking wrote this. Month. And so it seems like they're ripping that theory of that biopic onto this one. This is where my mind is going. I, All of yeah. a sudden, they had this song, Beth. And to fuck, because they show that at this point, the band is really hating on Neil Bogart. And Neil that, and Joyce are pissed when they hear Peter sing yeah. the song, Beth. And Paul, more than anyone of them. Seems like he's being a fucking dick in the yep. movie to yep. mock, uh, what's his face, the uh, Neil, by saying, "Yeah, listen to this," and it's mocking that Neil is cheating on his wife with Joyce, and his wife's name is Beth, and they're all laughing at him, and then Joyce yells at the band like, "That's bullshit! You guys are assholes for doing this," and then they're like, "Dude, you work for us. You're sleeping with him. Who are you loyal to?" Mm -hmm. And Bill stands up for the band in this, and Joyce looks a little two-faced. So it, it's an interesting dynamic. I don't know I if just, it's true, but... I just find it interesting that, I mean, even our, our friend James Campion, who wrote the book about Destroyer, mm -hmm. 
which obviously Beth is on destroy. That wasn't part of that story. We we've read things. We we've read every kiss book that's been published. We've never, ever heard even anything remotely close to this again. Let me be clear. I am not calling Tim Bogart and the writers of this movie liars. I'm not it. I just find it really interesting that I don't know if it's creative license they're using to make the story a little bit more fun for the viewer. Again, we said, I will say it again. It's not a kiss movie. So maybe they're like, let's maybe they can do this. I don't know. I just found it really interesting. And then in that scene too, Neil looks at kiss and goes, you guys are just a couple of kids playing dress up. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, okay, fuck. Yeah. And uh, at at certain points they show like bill kind of standing up and Neil kind of gives him like this homophobic comment, like, you know, shut up. I know your story, you know, you being gay and things like that. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But in the end, I, I you know, I, I feel like that's an interesting take. It makes the story seem cool for the movie's purpose. Yeah, Agreed. this guy's been cheating on his wife and the band went to get back at him because they felt like the the their manager is not loyal to them anymore and they're loyal to him and they fucked with them both yep. by writing right. the song. Yep. Kiss isn't smart enough to write a song like this to I, get back at Neil Bogart. That's how I look at it. I agree. I think you're right. <laughs> right. You're right. Um, and then they show some clips and uh, that, uh, you know, there's some voiceovers and he says, you know, in the end, I, I let them record base Beth on destroyer. You didn't let them do anything. Shut the fuck up. Right. They didn't, they didn't record uh, me. So horny, like two live crew. They're going to get a fucking label. Like, what did you do? Oh, I let them record it. Right. Like, anyway, like, they weren't doing something fucking. What did you say? <laughs> Gang fucked what? by two live crew. Like they weren't doing something so crazy that needed to get banned. So there's some voiceover. And then they, they, you know, in the end, they started showing that all these artists started getting success. And then the debt started dropping off and all of a sudden it became into profit. And uh, one interesting um, tidbit I just want to bring up a little off topic here. The whole segment of him with Donna Summer. When was Donna Summer a fat girl? Thank you. I was going to say that was my one thing. I'm like, Donna Summer, first of all, the woman who played Donna Summer was fucking awesome. I loved her. I loved, uh, I'll save my comments about the movie at the very end. I said the same thing. Like, they're making Donna Summer look like Jennifer Hudson in this movie. Yeah, like, 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 like Lizzo. Like, yeah. Donna Summer's fat. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you that, know, that. I like them kind of chunky. Yeah, I noticed that too. I'm like, Donna Summer, and we we know Donna Summer, Boston chick. Yeah, Dorchester. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, she's a little bit too portly to be this uh, <laughs> this character right now. And they actually change it to make it seem like Donna Summer's really was what got them out of debt, not Kiss I, Alive. That is, I do believe that that is relatively accurate because I've read that before too. Well, either way, I think it was in conjunction. They, they they did try to tell the story that it kind of happened simultaneously, but it, the jumping off point was Donna Summer, I think. But yeah. either way. And uh, so basically the movie starts showing that that running tab that's been going on throughout the movie. Yep. All of a sudden starts becoming profit. Yep. And at the end, there's an over narration uh, where they talk about where his where he is. And uh, they don't really show the details of it, but 
he does go on to say that he ends up getting cancer and dying. I think it was under 40 when he died, like 38 or something. 30, yeah. Yeah. He was young. Right? Very young. Yep. And you see this movie and you're like, he did all this. He did. And I think that was the whole premise of the movie. Yeah. He did say, it all what a fucking, fucking six years. Life. What a life this man lived. Yep. That yep. nobody really can say they've done all these things in their life. And he did in that short period of time, like yep. enjoy the time that you have. And I like the end segment where all these artists incorporate their songs into one main theme song at the end. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of singing. It's an uplifting movie and it's a good biopic. I think, I think whether you like kiss, whether you like music or anything, you'll see the movie and you'll like it. I think it's an yeah. interesting movie and, and I think it works. I will tell you right now. I'm, I love the, I I legitimately love the movie, I, I, it, and I think the a couple reasons why I loved it. A, I love anything music history, music bio, you know, um, you know, character study, origin story type stuff. But it was really like a lot of nostalgia for me because I grew up not just Kiss, but like my mom listened to Donna Summer all the time. I mean, we even had like I a, remember like a having Donna Summer from my dad yeah. had Donna Summer. Yep. Look, I think so hot stuff. Baby. I think I think yeah. I think we even had like a friggin' I think we legitimately had like a Village People record who was also on Casablanca. Yeah. But I just thought it was I thought it was very well made. You could tell there was a lot of love and a lot of care, whether there were accuracies or not. Um, I thought the ending the ending really got to me. It was very emotionally uplifting. That that original song that they wrote and it shows him playing it at the piano, mm-hmm. and then at the very end, you know, I don't want to I don't I don't want to spoil too much, but. If you can go into this movie with an open mind and not think you're getting a kiss biopic and not nitpicking about the music and the costumes and stuff and just mm-hmm. take it for what it is, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. I thought it was I I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I like the actors. Everybody's likable. Yep. yep. And I I can get over the makeup stuff. Yeah. I like yeah. the kisses in there. I found that stuff interesting. I look at it as like, would my brother like this movie? Yeah. He liked Kiss at one point in his life, but you know, like, I'll Kiss sometimes. But like, would he see this movie? And be like, I want to see. Oh, that's interesting. Do you know that? There's that. There's yeah. a lot of historical parts, and there's a lot of good input in there. I yep. love the little tidbit stuff that I pick up on because I knew about because I I'm a big Motown guy. Yeah, so I know about the whole fucking Gladys Knight and a lot of other female. Yeah. Acts oh yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck Diana Ross and Barry Gordy, who yep. was fucking promoting her more, and she's like, fuck her. Yep. Like at this point, my career should be bigger than theirs, but they don't appreciate me because he's doing everything for his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then she yeah. went over and did a song for him with him. Um, I, I mean, there's those are interesting facts. And I yeah. like the whole parliament and George Clinton and all this. I love that. The Isley Brothers stuff, the Don the Donna Summer stuff for me stood out more than anything. I thought that was I thought some of those story and those things were just awesome. Yeah, this is a little too. I don't want to see a fat old chick fucking gyrating on the floor and nothing wrong. Stuff. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with a little bit of a roomy chick getting there, getting her shit on with a microphone in her hand. I liked it. I liked oh, it. I thought Governor DeSantis going to put his fingers into that pudding. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Did that just happen? What the fuck? It was just. <laughs> What the fuck was that old scene about? Save it. Don't spoil it. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Make some noise. Uh, uh. (laughs) 
what is the matter with us? Welcome new listeners. <laughs> Ooh, I like that chocolate pudding. Oh, almighty. <laughs> Fucking eating pudding with his fingers. Ooh, Budgie the whale. Ooh. Might <laughs> say that whole David Chappelle fucking skit. Ooh, strippers like what do you got a shit stain on your collar? Oh come on. God, the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> come on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why I keep thinking of that whole fucking thing about him eating pudding with his fingers. <laughs> oh, gross. You knew we weren't going to be serious for this entire movie review. It had to descend, it had to descend into oh. shit time sometime. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Me I too. think most people would enjoy it. Go into it with an open mind. You'll enjoy the movie too. Like I said, yep. it's a good story. It's good acting. It's fun. And uh, it's an entertainment. And I think yeah. the kiss part, you'll find it interesting. You'll have a conversation about it. Nothing too over the top. And I think it's done with respect to everybody. Yep. And I think and the best thing you could say about it, I found it entertaining. It's a little over two hours. I was never bored. I think that I think a lot of the quick hits, you know, going to kiss, going to Donna Summer, going to Parliament, go like, I think that keeps it rolling. And mm-hmm. the, 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 again, I thought the actor who played Neil Bogart, I thought he was charismatic. He was yep. likable. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I definitely give it a, a, a recommend for sure. Awesome. Yep. Tom, what we do next is we go to question of the week. We got some, we do. We have one from shout it out loudcast hall of famer. Oh boy. Jim Riley. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what do you think? I think I was gonna say Joey Casada. He ain't in the hall of fame. And all you motherfuckers out there, he ain't never getting in. Fuck that idiot. <laughs> yeah. Him and him and his New York fucking see you later. Hey, we love you, Joey. Bye. No, we don't. This is actually a great question. Uh, again, that's why Jim's in the Hall of Fame. Knowing that you guys have tickets to the end of the road tour, the final two shows. Okay. Let's say Kiss does a meet and greet sound check and offered these experiences. What would you choose? One, Paul flying out on Paul's rig. No. Two, I don't need to hear anything else. I will never do it because I'm scared of heights. Go ahead. Two, flying to the top of the arena on Gene's rig. No. <laughs> Three, riding Eric's drum riser. No. Well, then you're you're stuck with number four, <laughs> shooting rockets out of Tommy's guitar. Shooting rockets out of Tommy's guitar. That's it. I'm not going to heights. I am also terrified of heights, but I don't want to shoot rockets out of a guitar because that's boring. Uh, I think I would do Eric's drum riser because at least I'd be like seated with the drive. I feel a little bit set. The, the, hey, Paul's rig, I would shit myself. I'd fuck that. I'd never do that. Yeah. Gene's thing. Eh. So I'd probably do Eric's drum riser. But didn't correct me if I'm wrong. And I know you kiss tires out there certainly will do that. Didn't they offer. When the end of the road tour first started, didn't they offer experiences like this where you could like sit behind Eric's drum kit or you could like you could get like your hands on like the gear and stuff? I thought that was part of like the early end of the road, like meet and greet. I don't know. Like platinum fucking package, whatever. Um, but anyways, Jim, great question. 
Uh, I think everybody's going to have their own opinions on what they want to do. But uh, thanks, buddy. That's why you are a Hall of Famer. Great question. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, brother. I was just um, going to say that. Thanks, Jim. So, Tom, where can people find us? We always tell everybody, start with our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. You can find all of our episodes there, everything, all the Shout Out Loudcast episodes, ARC, Dorm Damage, Zep Chronicles. Yes, that's still a thing. We haven't forgotten. Bear with us. Uh, you can also comment directly from the website. We get those comments sent to us in the form of an email. Uh, there's links for all kinds of stuff on there, our social media, our Patreon, everything. It's all there. So please check us out. And of course, as I mentioned, the email, shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. We read all of your emails, believe me. So even though we don't read it on the show, it doesn't mean it's being ignored. Zeus and I read everything that comes our way. We talk about them. But again, we are trying to be mindful of feedback and don't want every episode to be four hours long. And of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, please comment, tag, all that great stuff. We love seeing pictures of things that you've seen or come across. If you found a cool record or found a T-shirt or anything like that. Please tag us and comment. It's great. Uh, and of course, we always like to remind people of our wonderful Patreon family. Check us out, patreon.com, or click on the link on our website. And we also like to remind people that we are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of shows. Check them out online. Tons of great shows uh, from all different genres and all different kinds of things that, you, that you'll be a fan of if you're into rock, music, whatever. Check them out. Yeah, our buddies uh, Sonny and Steven uh, from Grown Up Rock have now joined us on our pantheon family so make sure you check out all the shows you got jay the hook rocks over there too uh ugly american werewolf uh mike shoes uh neil young podcast mistress carrie uh martin popoff jesus we have tons and if i forgot a show to to mention i apologize but you know there's so many great shows there you you'll find something you'll like uh oh and crazy baco too you got his show cobras and fires as well those guys are hilarious. So check out all the shows over there, guys. Uh, I will tell people they can always DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is at the 1,000 mark. So thank you. We really appreciate that. Uh, give us one of those five-star child reviews on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Facebook, wherever you can, those things are greatly appreciated. As we always tell people, how can you help the show? Patreon, give us a five-star review or go to our merch on our website or go to our Amazon store on our website. That helps out the show tremendously. All those things are a great way to help the show. And we're at the point where we're looking for a new sponsor. So if you want to sponsor any part of the program, Send us an email. Let us know anytime, any discussion. And uh, we have different ideas and what where we can add a sponsor or anything like that. And if you have some ideas, please let us know. We'd love to have you. Same goes for question of the week, too. You can send us something on email or on our social media. We read a question every week, and we love to hear from different people with different questions. So please feel free to jump in and be part of the show. Yep. Yep. And uh, remember the website, shoutoutloudcast.com, shoutoutloudcast.com. And you can always email us at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com, where you can send us bitching, complaints, compliments, emails, thoughts, suggestions, and uh, nude photos. Don't do that ever.
I've seen what some of you guys look like. I don't want to see any of that well, ever. It depends on who's sending it. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, no. You don't want me to open up that can of worms? No. Good okay. God. That's a special Patreon tier we'll start. Not right now. The Vinnie Vincent oh. tier. Oh, the fudgy the, the fudgy the whale tier. The skid mock tier. Oh. Fucking yuck. <laughs> All right. Well, Tom, we always like to end with famous last words. You have any? Yes, I'm going very basic, simple, and classic tonight. Okay. Honey, don't push your man behind his years. And baby, stop crying all your tears. Nice. Just a few more hours. And I'll be right home to you. I think I hear them calling. Oh, Beth, what can I do? Beth, what can I do? Loudcasters, Kiss Army, Tom, thank you. Guys, you're the best. Thank you so much for all of the support, the fun, the interaction. We love you guys. And Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. So, Tom, I think it's about Marvel time. Any thoughts? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit during the episode, but it, it's just the constant people like not getting the show i mean i got we've been doing this for over 200 episodes we have our facebook our twitter all this stuff just stop taking everything so fucking seriously in nitpicking things to the point that you lose sight of the band yes this is coming from two guys who constantly bitch and nitpick about the band but when it all comes down to it we love the band okay we, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't so by saying, oh, you guys, you didn't know about this. How, how did you not know that? Or you, you guys got to stop doing this and stop doing that. Or fucking take a walk, chief. Like, <laughs> yeah, like actually, you know what? Hey, Trot, I want a shirt that says take a walk, chief. <laughs> That's the new shirt. I want one of those. Just make one. Make one for me. There's just, I mean, it, it, every once in a while, like what, what you end up doing is when you run a show like this. You, everybody will say this celebrities artists musicians uh theater people whatever you'll see a hundred compliments yep you'll see the one complaint what sticks with you the complaint always yeah. now mind you so what you try to do is not paul stanley it and give that person a lot of credibility and fucking have them turn out to be the next sinking stanley think of stanley here people and listen and torture you the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> right, so, right. But to me, I'm always like, confront the fucking idiot. And as you can tell, I, I sometimes do that a little, maybe a little too much. Tom thankfully reigns me in. You guys have no idea how many times Tom has reigned me in from saying yeah, things we, I probably shouldn't have said. So there are times I'm like, yeah, I don't want to give that person. But then again, uh, there are times that I, I fuck them. Fuck them. So at one point, so like there was something on our comment, one of our pages. I think it was the, uh, I think it was the 
the soundboard, our our episode uh, host, some idiot decides to say, you know, I like you guys. And, you know, I call him an idiot, but I say it in all loving jest. Wink, wink. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, do you guys have to do ace impressions every week? You know, it really makes me not want to listen if I'm going to hear that. You know what okay. you can do? You can not listen. Or we'll listen to the people that continuously grow the show. Or the musicians and, and other celebrities that will tell us they fucking love it. Or the Patreon members that fucking love the ace stuff. Or the thousands of people that listen to our show that comment and tell us they love it. Or we can just listen to you. Who just, you know, it bothers him. Or you could just hit the little 10 second skip forward thing. Or here's an idea too. You could just lighten up and have a sense of humor and laugh. You could do that too. Yeah. Or you can, as I put in the post, just go eat a big fucking bag of hairy dicks. You could do that too. Also and, an option. And, and, and then get like one of those pubes stuck between your, your front teeth where you'll be, <coughs> and it gets caught in your throat. You're like, <coughs> And you're pulling out pubes out of your mouth because you've been eating a bag of dicks. And it's kind of the same thing when we get comments like, hey, you don't have to say in your in my opinion or blah, 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 blah. Like, OK, listen, we know it's your opinion. You're the a next, podcast. Look, at the next time we ask for a production assistant will be the first time we ask for a production assistant. OK, it's entertainment. It's fun. It's stupid. It's silly. Those kinds of nitpicks. If you don't like the, if you want to comment on the content of the show and say like, blah, 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 fine. But just look, the amount of energy it took you to write these types of comments. Just let me, let me give you a piece of advice. Step back, look in the mirror and be like, what am I doing with my life right now? Yeah. You know what those are? Those are the type of people that write like fucking Yelp reviews on garbage bags. Yep. You know, I really was into the hefty bag. But you know, I found that it doesn't stretch to the real capacity it states on the label. Like yeah, it's dude, it's the people that will the go fuck. It's the people that will go on Amazon and write a, a four paragraph review about an extension cord that didn't work the right <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, thanks. Well, you know, when I first stepped into the McDonald's on on the fucking highway, you know, I wasn't greeted with a, a, a hello, how's your day? And right. I, you know, I found it offensive. Like, who gives a fuck, dude? You take yourself way too seriously. You are upset, or you feel the need to elaborate to us, because, uh, for instance, we just did our dorm damage episode, and Tom may say something like, you know, I, in my opinion, I think Bon Jovi is the best uh, frontman of these five bands. Well, why did you have to say my opinion? It's obviously not fact. It, well, you know, you don't have to say my. Dude, you, why do you have to write that? Because it's, it's just a, it, a common English expression exactly. we use in language every day. You know, pardon me, but I really think that this, in my opinion, is we just use that expression. Yep. You don't like it? Become George Carlin's fucking writer from the dead, from the grave. Who gives a fuck what you think? But you feel that what you commenting to us is not more annoying than what you're annoyed about? I love it. I agree. Just is way too many Monday morning quarterbacks about stupid shit in our lives. Yep. And all the fucking whining and bitching does not endear yourself to us. You know, I, I enjoy this podcast, but I'm starting to find that then go fuck yourself. Don't listen. Because I guess what? We're going to put you on blast like we are right now. <laughs> yeah. and, and God bless you. You may be like, dude, I fucking listen to your show every week. I loved it. I just something has bugged me. Thank you. Great. 
then send us a DM about it. But when you try to publicly act like a tough guy or a know-it-all guy and And try to kind of minimize, belittle, or undermine me, my partner, or the show, you are going to get it back. And when you do it with no hint of sarcasm or humor and it comes across flatline serious, you're talking to the wrong guys because we're not serious about anything for the most part. If you don't like that we do like ace impressions or Paul stage banter impressions, there are plenty of other footy fucking pajama kiss podcasts out there that you can go out there and make corny jokes about kiss and I like and all that other shit. Feel free to fucking comment on the, in there what we like to call safe space. Yeah. Just safe spaces. There well, are places over here. Of- over here, we don't mock Tommy Thayer over here. We don't talk about Ace's drinking problems. We don't yep. talk like think good, enjoy it. Those people are great, and there's a spot for that. And those are kiss kiss safe spaces for you. Go there's no safe space here. We shit on everybody. Yeah, and sometimes we're right, and sometimes we're wrong. Yep. You don't have to have the same ideas of how I feel unmasked is in Shandy's terrible and fucking so cycle circus the song. You may love those songs, or you may think Tom's nuts for not liking Let Me Go Rock and Roll. Who cares? Tell us. That's fine. Those are fucking, uh, like, not a problem for us. We'll take that shit every day. Yep. I'm not going to take it. Somebody that listens and tries to fucking be program director and tell us what our successful show is doing. Uh, You know, that's, uh, you know, why do you have to do that? Because we want to. Because it's our show. Fucking mouth breathing, fucking walking abortion. I don't know, but you are. And we've had four years, and we've had four years, five years of people telling us how much they love what we do. So, you know, get it. The the bottom line is stop being so goddamn fucking serious about this band. Stop it. And everything else in podcasting, in life, in politics. We're having fun. Do you have any idea what it's like to have an audience? Where if something annoys you, you and your best friend can go on and bitch about it. it on bitch about it. We know we bitch. We bitch all the time. I like bad things happening to me so I can bitch about them because I enjoy <laughs> bitching. If Chaos. I'm late to a game and I have to hurry up, I almost love the fact that I'm going to hit traffic so I can bitch about it. <laughs> That's it. It's the way we are. Who cares? Yep. That's right. But in, all, in the end, you know, are you a good person? Do you have fun? Do you enjoy this stuff? You should be enjoying this. This should be fun. This should be an escape from all the bullshit day-to-day stuff. You should come here to laugh, listen about your favorite music and bands and artists, and have a good time with us. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to provide for you guys. We hope you do get that. And if you don't, that's fine. There are millions of other ways for you to get your entertainment, but you're not going to go and change the way we do things because, uh, you know, I'm just wondering why you had to do that feedback about that post. I, I, I was, I was kind of offended by the comment the, the, the listener made. Then go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You can go fuck off. It's fine. We don't care. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Life's okay. It's all right. Yep. You'll be, you'll survive. And so will we go to those safe space places. I kiss. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 